0: Hello, and welcome to the Christian Worship Assembly podcast. The Church Without Walls. Listen as Pastor Frederick brings forth the word and breaks it down for listeners of all ages. Get ready to be blessed by the Lord as God uses Him to reveal his will over our lives. I want to show y'all how, what it means to truly be justified. How many people in here have sinned? Now, I'm going to really hit the fan now. I'm going to really hit the fan and, and, and see if y'all, some of y'all are really real. And, and if y'all don't put y'all hands up, I'm going to tell you to put your hands up. Everybody should have their hands up when I say this. And, and if you don't put your hands up, I'm going to I don't care who you are. How many people see in some time? All right. Now we're on the right page. But you got to ask yourself, what makes me justified by God? When I'm justified by God, that means that I'm justified because I pray according to the atonement of the blood. Instead of going into circles, going round and round the circles, trying to explain to God all the good that I do. Well, I know I got into tune with my brother and my sister, and I know we ain't supposed to act like that, but God, I paid my tithe, and I paid double tithe last week. I know I wasn't supposed to tell that lie, but Lord, but Lord, you know my heart. You know if I would have told them the truth, it was going to cause a lot of trouble. And you know, Lord, I've been fasting. I've been fasting, but I done messed around. And I got me a piece of chicken when I was supposed to fast. I'm sorry. I grabbed that chicken. I was supposed to be eating salad, but why they had to go to KFC? I'm supposed to be eating number of salads and nuts. But they went to KFC. Lord, you know they were wrong for that. They, they knew I was fasting, and they we're going to go to KFC. And then they're going to get the grilled chicken. Do you know what's wrong with mankind? problem? And I'm not talking about just church folk. I ain't talking about just church folk. I'm talking about all mankind. All mankind. What are they problem? They can never admit when they're wrong. I don't care what, I mean, what is wrong? I be looking at some folk, I be like. They can never admit when they are wrong. What you got to understand, something, God is not a God that try to put you to shame. He's not trying to put you to shame. He's not trying to embarrass you. He just wants you to be real. God wants you to be transparent. He wants you to be real. and He wants you to be able to say, Lord, I messed up. Stop going around in circles because when, when you be real with God, this is how you receive justification. Don't you know that everybody, everybody had not received justification? There are some people that have been doing wrong and they still haven't received justification just because they said the wrong type of prayer. They're not praying according to the atonement. They're praying according to their self-righteousness. I'm a pastor. Guess what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm different anyway. I'm an 80s baby. You know, we don't care. We wrong, we wrong anyhow. We say we wrong. <laughs> my, even my own mama told me, I said, Mama, we so different than a lot of older people. She said, Because y'all just don't care. I said, You're right. And this is why God is calling us, because we don't care. We don't care. We don't care what anybody say about us. I want God. Oh, I want y'all to get to a place where you just want the Lord. I don't want Susie. I don't want John. I don't want Jimmy. I just want more God. I don't even want the preacher. I want God. If God ain't in the preacher, he ain't a real preacher. But it's about acknowledging the word. What I say, how you supposed to be able to say that was for me. This is good for me. This is good for me. That's for me. You're supposed to be willing and able to say that. If you're not able to say that and you're not willing to say that, then how can you get free? You can't get free if you're not willing to acknowledge the word of God that has been brought forth, that has your spirit. Look at what this says. And he spake this parable unto unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are. extortioners." unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be obeyed. And he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Now wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that we have church folks sit down beside their brother and sister and say, oh I think I thank God I'm not like them. Come up for prayer. Want me to pray for you and lay hands on you thinking that you justified when you leave out this building. Jesus said himself, he said that, the, that the, the Pharisee was not justified. What does that mean? That means that his prayer wasn't forgiven because he didn't pray according to the atonement. He didn't pray according to the redemption of the blood of the Lamb. He prayed according to his self-righteousness. He could not admit that he had some stuff inside of him that needed to be dealt with. But he said, I'm glad I'm not like these men, extortioners. I wish I had somebody help me praise God. I'm glad I'm not like these extortioners. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not like this publican right here. Now wait a minute. Y'all at the same place? Y'all at the same place trying to receive justification from God, but the public, but the Pharisee is saying he's not extortioner. He's not like this publican talking, saying, going around in circles, saying he, he tithes of all that he possessed, talking about he fast twice a week. You didn't remind God of all your good doing and still your sin wasn't forgiven. What kind of prayer is that? What kind of going to God is that? That, that prayer right there didn't mean anything to God. Because the whole prayer, the whole prayer was about yourself and it wasn't about nothing about God. We'll sit down and we'll pray. Everything about ourselves. Lord, me, I need, men I need. But when you're going to give God some praise? And a lot of times we to. we say, Lord, why the church not feel? Why this? Why people not want to come to church? Why this and not? Because it's that attitude. It's that attitude that the church have. The body of Christ have this attitude as if, look, I'm so glad I'm not like, I'm glad I'm not like Jimmy. I'm glad I'm not like Tom. I'm glad I'm not like Susie. But look at all the accomplishments that I've had. Look at all the great things that I've done, and not even realizing that God has just blown on your prayer, (sighs) like dust. Not even realizing that they that they that they have sinned and their sins wasn't even forgiven. They wouldn't even justify because how they act, how they carry themselves, how they pray. But when is the body of Christ going to stand up and acknowledge that my righteousness is like filthy rags? When are we going to stand up and say, "Hey, wait a minute." I got some stuff inside of me, too, that need to be dealt with. When are we going to do that? Because the, the, you, you, are never, you will never get free. I'm, hear me good. Listen, y'all, I know this from not just telling you. I know this from experience. You will never be free unless you acknowledge, hey, Lord, I got some stuff I'm dealing with. I got some stuff inside of me that need dealing with. Instead of pointing to everybody, say, look, but look at them, though. Look at them. Look at them. Then God say, look at you. You say, look at them. But no, look at you. See, when the word of God go forth, see, what if if the preacher were preaching in front of the the, the Pharisee and the publican? And the Pharisee, the Pharisee sitting down like this. Everything is a okay with me. And the preacher just preaching his heart out and he's telling you some things that you've been doing and things that you've been dabbling in. You don't even feel the pricking. You don't feel the pricking. Why? Because you've been so used of being self-righteous with your self-righteous self. You've been so used. You've been like this for years and not even realizing the stuff that you got to deal with. Not even realize the stuff that is hiding in the closet. But you sit up there with your self-righteous self and you don't even feel the pricking. You don't even feel the pulling. And, they're, and, they're, and, the, and, the, and the publican is sitting over there with tears in his eyes. Tears in his eyes. A contrite spirit that has been broken. And say, Lord, here I am. I acknowledge my wrongdoing. I acknowledge my way. And this is good for you. you know, this is why some people they can't even believe God that he gonna do what he said he's gonna do. You know why? Because we ain't learned the lesson from the from the uh from the from the man whose, whose child was possessed with a demon. We ain't learned the lesson from that. What was the lesson in that? A lot of times we read that scripture, we think it's all about uh, Jesus. We think it's all about Jesus casting out a demon that the Pharisee couldn't cast out. No, that was not the main plot in the message. What did he say? He said, do you believe? Wait a minute now. See, we look, We think that it's all about the Pharisees couldn't do it. But what Jesus did, Jesus asked a man whose child was possessed with a demon. He said, do you believe? Now, wait a minute. Now, some Christian folks today will say, Lord, you know I believe. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe. I wouldn't have come to you if I didn't believe. I went to them, they couldn't do it, but I've heard about you and I believe in you. But instead, he was honest inside his heart. He said, said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He said, I believe to a certain extent. Why are we coming to God with a certain extent? Not telling him the whole ordeal about what we're going through in our mind inside of our heart when he knows. The words of that man said, Lord, I believe. He said, but help my unbelief. I believe in you to a certain extent. But the part of me that have doubt in you, Jesus... Oh, I'm going to shut that up out. You've been praying God for a breakthrough. You've been praying God for a car. You've been praying God for a house. You've been praying for God for a miracle to take place in your life. But you got to go to God and you got to say, Lord, I believe in you, but there's a piece of me. See, the problem is we want to be so spiritual to think that we're offending God by telling him a piece of us don't believe. No, he wants to acknowledge the unbelief that we have so he can take the unbelief and he can convert it. You know why we don't get what we want? Because we have been taught that we are, that we always supposed to tell God we believe. We've been taught that. We've been taught we always supposed to tell God that we believe. But the whole time you're telling God you believe, you don't address the fact of the matter that there is unbelief inside of you. Why? Because we've been, why? Because you've been saved for so long and you're not supposed to have this inside of you. And you're looking around and people looking at you and everybody's looking at you. And you're wondering, Lord, if I say I got a little doubt on you, that's going to that's discredit my walk. I oh, shut that cab, ba The devil is a lie. That's not gonna discredit your walk. That's just gonna make you human. That's gonna make you a right stander with God. When you say, "Lord, help my unbelief," guess what? God is gonna see. Well, I'm getting ready to prove something to you. Y'all want to say? See what you've been taught? that it's the other way around. God said if you acknowledge that there is doubt inside of you, then God say, well, it put God in a tough spot. Y'all don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. What happens when God gets into a sp- tough spot? What did He say about the tithes and offering? He said, Bring all the tithes of offering to the storehouse so there'll be meat in my house and prove to me. Wait a minute now. The reason why you didn't get your breakthrough and your miracle, because you didn't back God up in the corner. You didn't get God to thinking, wait a minute. I can't let this person leave without proving them something. I can't, let, I can't let Billy leave without proving to him that I'm a healer. I can't let Susan leave without proving to her that I can get her out of debt. Hallelujah. I can't let James leave until I let him know that I can save his wife. I can't let Tony leave until I let him know that I can save his children. When you back God in the corner, the only thing God got to do the work with is to prove to you. Do you think God was just going to turn around and say, oh, you got unbelief in you, so I can't move? (laughs) Wait a minute now oh you gonna say that you say I believe but help my unbelief so you got unbelief in you that I can't move no he said wait a minute he looked at him (laughs) he took a step back and he looked at him and he was amazed when that man said I believe but help my unbelief help this side of me that is negative this negative side of me, Help shut Help this piece of me that doubted I, I just it's just not looking good right now, Father, things just not looking the way I wanted to look like, things that I thought you were going to come sooner, Lord. I thought my help was on the way. But then when you be honest with God, I say, Lord, hey, I got an issue. I know, I know you're the son of God. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I know that I'm saved and I know you're coming. But this thing right here, I've been going through this for too long. See, so you don't you know, understand how that man felt. The man, when Jesus asked him, Jesus asked him, he said, how long has he been like this? He said, as a child. He said, I went here, I went there, I went I went to the, to the teachers and to the doctors. I even went to your disciples thinking that they could help me. I went all over the place trying to get help for my child. And ain't nothing help, ain't nothing help. So a piece of them believed because if they didn't believe, they wouldn't go around seeking help. But a piece of them say we've been in this thing too long. But I'm here to tell you right now, in the name of Jesus, if you lift up your hands and you think you've been in this thing too long, God said, I'm getting ready to turn it around. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. You say, Lord, I've been through this too long. My body been going through this too long. My finances been going through this too long. My husband been like this too long. My family been like this too long. My children been like this too long. You say I've been going through this too long. Even to the point that inside of me I don't believe. I got some doubt because it's been too long. I thought you're supposed to come sooner since I'm your child. Some of you have even received prophecy from men and women of God talking about God gonna work it out and it ain't worth that yet. So, So there's a piece of you There's a piece of you that say, well, I had this one to pray for me, that one to pray for me. They lay hands on me. This ain't happened yet. This ain't happened. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. It's been 35 years. It ain't happened yet. There's a piece of me, Lord. But once you start acknowledging the piece of you, then God said, well, let me show you something. Let me show you what I can do. God is telling you this morning, I'm finna get ready to show you what I can do. If anybody got doubt in your heart, this is your time to get your miracle. Lift up your hands. If you got doubt in your heart, and don't nobody know but you, you ain't told the pastor, you ain't told your peers, you ain't shared it with, with your spouse, I shut that up. But there's a peace inside of you that say, Lord, it's been too long. God so said, I just want you to start confessing it right now. Just confess it right now. Out of your mouth, open up your mouth. Say, Lord, I confess it right now. Say, Lord, there's a piece of me. I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I believe in you, but help my unbelief. I need you to convert some stuff inside of me. I need you to turn some things around inside of me. This that I feel converted to truth, convert it to faithfulness. Repeat after me and say, Lord, you are the love of my life. You are all that I need. I've been going through this too long. I've been waiting on you too long. But I need a breakthrough. I've been going through this thing in my body. Too long. I've been dealing with shortages of finances. Too long. I've been dealing with my children. Too long. I've been dealing with my spouse. Too long. I've been dealing with my job long say Lord I got some doubt but I need you to change it I believe but help my unbelief prove to me this day that you will open up the windows of heaven and you will pour down a blessing on me my spouse my children my family, my friends, my job, my finances, my health, everything that's concerning me. Prove to me this day that you can turn it around. Now give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah.